Do you hate listening to the same 10 songs over and over during long car drives? Do you have an itching to escape your mundane job without actually leaving your job? Or do you wish you could read a good book, but you just don't have the time? Hello my friends, I'm Daniel with the Temple of Geek, and I'm here to tell you that I have a solution for your book reading needs. That solution is Audible. Yes my friends, Audible is here to save you on those long car trips and boring work days with over 180,000 titles for you to choose from. Today, you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, get an even sweeter deal. By heading over to audible.com forward slash podcast, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial on us. You can start downloading a book today on your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. So what are you waiting for? Head over to audible.com forward slash podcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to episode 77 of the Temple of Geek Talkcast. This show is designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. As always, I'm your host Daniel, and joining me this week is Paul, Rooster, Chelsea, and Katie. Welcome. Hey. Uh, hey. What's up? Hey. We haven't done this in a while, so I just want to kind of just briefly ask each and every single one of y'all, what the hell have y'all been up to? Let's start with Katie. <laughs> Why <laughs> Last to the party, um, first to start. Let's go. That's right. Uh, well, I've been working. Uh, okay, next person. Not playing. <laughs> I've also been uh, sitting on the freeway in traffic. Um, but I went and saw Doctor Strange on Sunday, and it was amazing. Has I loved everybody every- seen Doctor Strange yet? Yes, I have not. Apparently not. I have not. Chelsea, (laughs) I have not. It was fantastic. It was actually a really good movie. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. It was. It was really good. And um, what was great about it is that it was completely a almost a standalone movie that you didn't have to see the other movies in the MCU to have seen Doctor Strange. But if you have seen the other movies, there was some nice Easter eggs. Yes. Yes. Um, no, so good, but that's pretty much all I've been doing is working, sitting in traffic, and occasionally watching television. Well, awesome. Chelsea, how about you? I have also been working. Um, holiday drinks come out in Starbucks, so I've been doing that. Uh, Have you been getting any of the backlash about that green cup or whatever that's on the news? The green cup is not... I have no idea why... Starbucks makes the news every okay. freaking year. Because it's dumb. The green cup is not even the holiday cup. The green cup was to promote community and to bring people together. It was an artist rendering. It was, yeah, the holiday cups are actually red cups hand-drawn with Christmas and holiday designs. Yeah, I saw and there's that. Like, there's like 12 good. of them. Um, but outside of working at Starbucks, I've been obsessing about Supergirl and listening to podcasts at the gym with to- talking about Supergirl. I've been on a big Supergirl kick, so that's me. What'd you think of this week's episode? I'm not liking the direction Jimmy Olsen's going. I'm not mm-hmm. liking it either. I, th- I think they just don't know what to do with him ever since they've kind of, the storylines have kind of le- left Catco. They don't know what to do with him, so they're like, oh, let's just make him a hero. Yeah, it's whatever. Awkward. Yeah, but no. But everything else is very good. Rooster, what about you? 
Oh, I would agree with uh, Chelsea on that. Um, I've been catching up on the back episodes of uh, Supergirl, Marvel's Agents, um, Flash, <laughs> all of uh, the um, uh, DC's Legions, Legions of Heroes. Um, but catching up all those, watched Doctor Strange, thought it was fantastic. Um, actually, I actually loved all of the uh, Cumberbatch's portrayal of his but where it become the where it was the doctor first and then it became doctor strange and he embraced the doctor strange character and that was fun um so yeah i mean that's but did he become doctor strange love strange love <laughs> that's 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 in doctor strange too yeah. that's the flip side of the record yeah yeah and paul you haven't been with us for a while what you been up to just making it man Making it. Living the dream. Living it. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. I th- so, thought you were going to elaborate there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just making it. How's That's, the movie making business? Uh, it's going it's going well. Soon I'll be uh, I'll be the villain in Doctor Strange too. Oh. <laughs> He's really making it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was quick. You heard it here yeah. first. Temple League exclusive. <laughs> I need you to email me your auto, please, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this episode started. Basically, what I wanted to discuss this week was where does Batman get his wonderful toys? I was sitting around the room one day reading a Batman comic book, and I just I, I I've thought about this before numerous times, but then I, I just finally I'm like. Who the hell creates all of his weapons? Who the hell designed the Batcave? Who the hell makes his vehicle? And how do these people not tell who Batman is? Because we know it's not Bruce Wayne. We know it's not Alfred. Alfred's too damn old. That's so, rude. who comes up with these ideas? Well, it depends on what version you're you're looking at. Because if you yeah. watch, if you watch the, uh, you know, the um, the original not the original but the newer batman movies with um christian bale uh he, he's initially starting to make his own he has the grinder out and he makes the batarangs and stuff and he's throwing those out and then he leads into lucius fox which starts helping him make his stuff but if you go into the new batman versus superman movie there's a scene where um alfred is actually kind of work tinkering with batman's um toys so it kind of depends on what genre of comic or movie that you're, you know, looking at? Well, let's let's start with the Batcave, for example. We know that it was a hole in the ground that he f- discovered when he was younger. That's pretty much been the staple of all Batman stories. Would you agree, Paul? Yes. So, but who outfitted? <laughs> outfitted is that a word? Who 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 outfitted the Batcave for Bruce Wayne? I mean. Someone had to run the electricity. Someone had to run. Set up. Who brought the dinosaur in there? The giant penny. Are yeah. Are you insinuating that Batman is not smart enough and cool enough to build his own stuff? He's a billionaire. Just... He's a fighter, but I don't think he's an engineer. He could be know. like doing uh, DIY he, he... weekend projects. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's hey, remember, remember, in this day and age, it's YouTube. YouTube will tell you everything. Just YouTube mm-hmm. how to build a bat cave, and it will show you how to do it. Exactly. So, so you don't think the NSA started tapping his computers and like, okay, we f- think we figured out who the Batman is. <laughs> he always cleared out his browser history. Always. 
So wasn't there a scene in the uh, Batman Begins movie where um, uh, he's in his cave and he's making his stuff, and then Alfred brings out his cowl or his mask, and he like crushes it with his fist, and then he's like, uh, "Well, that's not gonna work. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have them do a new batch of new batch of them. Like, who is them making the new batch of Some his mask for him? Well, yeah, and that's the funny thing, China. They, I, do you guys do you realize that's why they did that, right? Just to show you that <laughs> it's kind of a play on a, from exactly. China. Hey, you know, you you kind of get what you pay for, but no, the 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 whole premise in in that was that they they were setting up do- dummy corporations so they wouldn't look suspicious that it was all feeding to this one house on a hill that has a cave underneath it, you know. Um, so yeah, they were setting up dummy corporations just to kind of thwart off that that level of suspiciousness. And don't get me wrong, I think Christopher Nolan did his homework in that first movie. You know, he tried to come up with he tried to think. You know, at, if he was Batman, how would I bring all this stuff together without, you know, people getting suspicious? So, you know, that's why he came up with the idea of the dummy corporations and all that. So I understand that. But when you start getting into the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, he has an R&D company that's designing these weapons. Wouldn't you think people would start to recognize their weapons on the streets? I mean, they tr- pointed that out in the, the movie. Yeah. You know, hey, I you don't think we would have recognized our Tumblr, you know, driving the streets of Gotham? Um, but I would have think I would have thought more people would start recognizing. Hey, that's our grappling hook. Hey, that's that material that we made that you know static electricity goes through to straighten it out. You know, you would think people would start to recognize that stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. No. <laughs> no. Why not? Uh, well, of course, because the the Tumblr car was in camouflage and now it's black. Hello. They're like, mm, that's not the same oh, car. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a you completely know, different color. Hey, you know what? It, she's right. Because if Clark can fool the entire world with wearing a set of glasses. Hey, and you. That, that's us and, for another episode. And combing his hair another way, then yes, if we paint the car, Thank nobody you. will notice it. Nobody will notice. It, you know, it's still got those four swamp mud tires in the bag. Nah, it, it, nah, it can't. It, it cannot be because it's a black car. Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. He made it his own. I mean, what do you say? Yeah, he did. So he put spoilers on the back. I mean, it's not That's the same it. car, clearly. But, but let's back up. Let's back up a couple movies. Let's go back to the original Batman movie, the the Tim Burton version of the film. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joker even pointed out where the hell does he get those wonderful toys? I mean, here we are. We have a Batman that appears to have made everything himself. I don't buy that. He, he has a show very it. elaborate cave. That cave was pretty elaborate in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't that it was elaborate. It showed that it was very deep. Like it. It went on for ever. Um, but it wasn't so much. It was elaborate. It was just. It. It, it kind of on a small. I, I know this sounds kind of weird, but even though the cave was big in a sense, but they kind of dumbed it down in a small scale where it just had couple levels so you see the vault with the one suit you see the computer and then you see like uh the um like the turntable where the uh the batmobile sits so it wasn't really like elaborate or anything the computer was yeah you know he had all those monitors and stuff um but yeah i mean it wasn't huge i think they kind of they kind of wanted to make it look a little bit bigger in, in batman returns uh but they definitely did it with batman forever uh-huh or the, the bat wing. Still not answering the question, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, in, in the 89 movie, yeah, it, it insinuates that he does all his own stuff. Like he yeah. was 
putting all the pieces together. Yeah, he did it himself. They they never really touch base where he got the help from, but you have to assume that he did. I think back then in the 89 version of the movie, you, nobody really thought. I mean, after the Joker says, where does he get all those toys? You didn't really think about how they were made. You just you visualized the character of Batman, and he has a utility belt, and anything could pop out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, you have to think about the science behind some of the tools that he has, like the grappling hook and stuff. You have to think about weight, weight ratio, and he, like, he knew exactly. He was like, how much do you weigh? <laughs> you know, and he, <laughs> he weighed a little more than that. Went, shot up into the air. Um, did he design the weapons himself? Okay, so I, I think what I think the consensus is that he does come because remember he has the greatest his what is it? It's in the comics they said that he has genius his his level of of uh, intellect is on the genius level scale, and so I think he while he may not be an engineer like on paper he knows how stuff would work you know like he knows the basic physics of stuff so i think he might throw it down on paper and they, they kind of did that on the dark knight like where he said hey look i want to be able to turn my head i need a new suit but i don't have the resources yet i don't have the patience or whatever it is i need you to help me make this happen so i think he knows how to design the stuff that he wants he just needs help to do it yeah the, the burton movies and uh, whatever that that the, the the previous Batman saga didn't elaborate on how he got it, but I think it insinuates that he did get outside help. Okay, what about in the movie Batman and Robin? He what whips out the Bat credit card. Now I have mm. one question: Who the hell does the bill go to? Never leave the cage, um, the bill goes to the Justice League. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> they all have their own credit card. I don't. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that, that was definitely one of the dumbest bat gadgets. But you know, you sit there and you think about things like that. It's like, okay, if that was real life, <laughs> where does the credit? I mean, where does the credit card bill go to? I mean, does it go to Bruce Wayne? Does it go to Batcave? Circa underneath Wayne Manor? He has a PO box. See, Probably. I don't know. I I think you know, and and in. In all the in all the incarnations of Alfred, Alfred has always been more or less the right hand man because, like, you know, for whatever reason, why they didn't want to introduce Robin in the in the in the Burton specific films, Alfred was that right hand man. You know, he was um, supposed to be introduced in the very first movie, and he was also supposed to be in Returns. Um, but like I said, for whatever reason, he was omitted from those two films. Um, but anyway, Alfred was always the right hand man. In, in the first movie, he's there. Um, uh, locking up the bat suit, um, leaving Vicky Vale in the in the bat cave. In the second movie, he's over there helping him take down the penguin. And um, uh, what was it? Uh, was it was he sewing him up? I don't remember. And then in the third movie, they they basically insinuated that you know he tailored all the suits in that movie. And then in the fourth that, movie, they said that he created uh, artificial intelligence and made a computer generated <laughs> that was so, Alfred. That was so stupid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that movie. That movie was just. Uh, but um, anyway, yeah. And then in the the Michael Caine, uh, well, the, the Nolan version, they basically made Michael Caine's Alfred more or less the same thing. Michael this Cotton. one with Jeremy Irons, they they kind of touch base that he is the mechanic because if you mm -hmm. go back to some of the other comics, in specific the AV, the uh, what was it Batman versus Predator, they actually show a lot inside those stories where. 
Alfred is actually sewing up the bat suit. He is actually working on the Batmobile. He is actually setting out uh, some of the gadgets. So it, it 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 basically said that more or less Alfred was the uh, I want to say the mechanic, but he was the um, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? He was the um, the, the the curator of the Batcave. Anything that went in there, he was gonna you know just like he was doing his butler duties up, upstairs. He was making sure that he was doing everything downstairs for the the, the nightly job. Well, what what got me thinking about this idea was I was reading the the uh, the Red Hood storyline, um, mm, and there was yes. a, there was a scene where he was in the Batcave, and in the Batcave, you know, you see the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you see mm-hmm. the giant penny, and I'm like, how the hell did they get those into the cave with one either no one noticing. Or two, what contractor did they hire to get that into the cave without them realizing, oh, this is the Bat Cave? <laughs> they, they, they probably did, like, taking stuff. Hey, you know, you're going to get inside this van. We've got to cover you up and uh, just know that you need to do this job. <laughs> they probably see Batman sitting right there. Do not say anything to me. <laughs> just do the job <laughs> and get out. You know, I think I think it. Uh, I think those people who did those things and and made those images for us to see and read and look at in the movies and in the comic books didn't really expect us to be having a conversation on how they happened. I think they just expected us to accept the fact that he's Batman, he's a billionaire, and these things could possibly just happen in his life. You know, I could accept that answer if these were the comic books that took place in the 30s and the 40s, but they still are images of today's books. So (laughs) readers and stories have gotten smarter since the 30s Mm -hmm. and 40s, so you would think that they would have some sort of explanation to how these things got here, how these things are getting creative. Now, I know, like, in the comics, Bruce Wayne had a mechanic that was mute, I believe. He couldn't speak, um, and he worked on the Batmobile. Um, he was actually killed by Hush in the Hush storyline. I think mm. it was Hush. Um, other than that, I can't think of any other person that helped design any of his weapons. I mean, if he uses his corporation, you know, Wayne Tech, to design the R&D weapons, or, I'm sorry, R&D to design his weapons, then that goes back to my original question. When people work for that organization, how do they not recognize the, the weapons and the tools that they designed and not put two and two together? Maybe they have like a line of people doing one thing and then yeah, assembly. Yeah. yeah, and then they don't know that that one thing went into this one thing, and they don't know that this one thing went into this grappling hook gun. They, so you don't know it's a grappling hook gun. You just created this one thing. So what you're suggesting is maybe someone invented the pressure tube that launches the thing out. Someone hooked, invented the hook. Someone invented the rope, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, Batman assembly, brings it all to the cave and he puts it all together. There you go. <laughs> Well, we also also never saw anybody at the R&D, on the R&D level at... uh, Not not in the first movie, but I think... Yeah. I thought they said something about they brought brought it back out or something like that. Didn't didn't, uh, Lucius say something about bringing the R&D back? They did. They started bringing it back because it started getting more money and all that stuff. But the only person we ever saw down there was Lucius Fox. Well, because technically everything that he had was already invented. They just exactly. had to figure out how to incorporate it to Batman's style. Yeah. And only, there's only one Batman, so you don't have to make a bunch of them. Just one thing that works. This but is true. also it's Morgan Freeman, so I'm pretty sure that, of course, he made all of that stuff on his own. Chelsea, you've been quiet. What do you think about all this? 
<laughs> no, I'm just I'm surprised there hasn't been a character that's come out recently in the comics that maybe is in charge of all that. I mean, you see in other comic storylines, there's always someone that's either in charge of making the outfit if it's not themselves or in charge of I don't know, getting all that stuff for them. Um, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a character that's been introduced that would do all that. Well, I mean, a lot of the superhero shows nowadays, you know, feeding off what you're talking about, they all are starting yeah. to have teams. Exactly. You, know, you have Team Flash that helped them, like you said, invent the suit. They mm-hmm. came up with ideas on how to track the metahumans. we got Team Arrow, who they're all over the place. We have... <laughs> but, I mean, it helps explain a lot of those things. Yeah. That they have help. You know. Paul, thoughts? Yeah, I mean... Like, like I said, I just stand firm that, yeah, I mean, while they may not go in specific detail as far as the movies go, while they may not go in specific details like how they're made, they do touch base on how they're made, where, they're, where they come from, where they get those wonderful toys, where it comes straight out of Wayne Tech's basement, <laughs> out, of, out of drawers, mind you. <laughs> They've well, got really good NDRs that make sure that people can't talk about it. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? You know what? It, here's the thing, too. I mean, even Lucius, I mean, right off, you know, pun intended, right off the bat, when Wayne goes in there, I think the second time to ask for the, the, the memory cloth, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, you know, you have to assume maybe that in the movie, yes, that's the second time, but you have to assume by the time he starts questioning it, maybe it was like his fourth or fifth time in there. And he's, Finally, starts asking you know, like, dude, what, what, what the hell are you up to? Why don't you just tell me, and I'll just make it for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of just playing coy. He's like spurlunking. Yeah, base well, jumping around the bed. But I mean, he, Lucius even pointed out. He said, "I don't, I don't want to know what you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> and he also said, "You know what? And I really don't give a shit because all this belongs to you anyway." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's 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 back it up to another another television version of Batman, the original 60s television show. Yeah, uh, yes. Now, watching this show, you see things like the Batcopter, the shark repellent, the... <laughs> I had to throw that in there, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Batmobile, awesome. the Batsub, the... the Help me out here, the Batcycle. What other vehicles did he have? The Bat Tank at one point? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the boat. Yeah, the helicopter, the boat, the car, and the bike. And there was a submarine at one point, I thought, too, wasn't there? Nah, I don't think so. Just the boat. Yeah. Maybe, a Maybe I'm thinking of the the movie where they were on a submarine. I don't know. Whatever. But what? what did they were on a submarine. They were on a submarine. The villains were. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm getting at is Batman has to have a lot of money <laughs> if he has all of these vehicles. Because that, that was those had to have been some expensive things back in the 60s. They were. All state <laughs> insurance. So mm-hmm. wouldn't a normal citizen maybe go, how does Batman have all that money? <laughs> It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because there was an episode with Vincent Price who played Egghead in there, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the episode was he had Egghead had narrowed down who Batman might be, and there was like three million because back then it was a millionaire, but he narrowed it down to three millionaires. One was already eliminated because of the accent and the height. The other guy, he was just like, while you do have the intellect and the and the. Um, and the linguistic type of mannerism that Batman has, you're eliminated because Batman is not left-handed. And then that's when Adam West was like, oh, yeah, I, I, there's no way I could be Batman. And guess who showed up as Batman? Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. And 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 supposedly, uh, like like yeah, he did like some ventriloquism to kind of throw off AKA that oh yeah he, yeah Bruce Wayne can never be Batman. It's bat triloquism. Yeah. So even then, even then, you know, people were, you know, they were they wanted to take to, take it to the next step. They wanted to see if they could figure if they could deduce who Batman really was. In today's society, let's say Batman was real. And we saw, like, on the news and stuff that he had all those gadgets and stuff. Do you think we could probably narrow down maybe who? Because, I mean, we know who millionaires are. I mean, that's pretty much public knowledge. Probably have to be billionaire. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You just, you, you, we've already discussed it. I mean, you, you have to have a lot of money, number one. Number two, if you have a lot of money, obviously you you don't really have, or you know, even if you didn't have the money, like a lot, a lot of money, you you couldn't have a a a a. This is the job, you know, being the crime fighter at night is the job. So you'd have to narrow it down to that. Like, who has enough money? Who has enough free time in their in their you know in their life to kind of commit to this lifestyle? Okay, so a lot of money. They have to be active if they're going to be an older, you know, like a middle-aged Batman because Batman's a grown-up. They have to have a lot of money, middle-aged Batman, athletic. So we're already talking about an athlete, makes millions, athletic. There you go. I'm thinking Peyton Manning. He's got a lot of time on his hands. That, that's it right there. <laughs> that's it. You know, he has all that time now that he's retired. It's hey, you know what? He knows how to throw a football, so he knows how to throw batarang. a batarang. There you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, and you know what? Batman's the quarterback of the Justice League. There you go, right there. Look, you're right. Yep. We just yep. deduced it. We just deduced who he is in real life. In 30 seconds, we figured out who Batman was <laughs> yeah. in our real world. You heard it here first. <laughs> what are some of y'all's favorite obscure Batman weapons? Well, you already threw out the shark spray, so that yeah. was that was my top one. I was gonna say the bat credit card. That credit card is so stupid. He's just like busted out, and he's like, "Never leave the cave without it." I'm like, you know what? Calm down, Batman. What about from the '60s when he pulled out the uh, bulletproof shield from that tiny little belt? It just like folded out and like covered their entire bodies. Well, it was like, like Superman the- cellophane s. <laughs> oh god, I don't even get started on that one. <laughs> Oh, I hated that. Oh, man. I think the 60s show probably had some of the best weapons. They did. They they had. And I think that's where it kind of came from. Because, you know, even back then in the 60s, you know, Batman was made as more campy. Like, even though he had a pretty good mind. And I think that's kind of where it the root the root part of, of this came about for Batman. Like, Batman has an answer for everything. An answer as far as, like, everything in his utility belt. He has something for... Whatever that situation is, Ellen. I mean, how many times are you going to go out to see and just have that on you? <laughs> how do they make his belt like um, have like tracks on it where he, his gun can just slide around to the front when he needed it? Like, like it doesn't look like it has tracks on it, but it just if it's in his back, it just slides around to the front and he grabs it and hooks it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, how does he have enough room on that belt yeah. for all those batarangs? Like, he just kind of like just busts them out. I'm like, where are you grabbing those from? Is there like a pouch with an infinite number of batarangs? Like, I don't understand. See, does he have like I, pockets in his ca- in his cape? Or see, something? that's why, like I said, mm-hmm. that that dark yes. horse version, um, where it was Batman versus the Predator, 
And it actually showed, like I said, that that part where Alfred, you know, is he's conversing back and forth with Alfred, you know, like who who the who this who this threat is that's killing everybody. And it actually shows Alfred like stuffing because that belt was actually like pockets, and he's actually stuffing the belt with gadgets, you know, like smoke repellents and or smoke screens and batterings and rope and whatever uh, flashlight. I think it was. I know, I know what it is. He borrowed Hermione's beady, beaded bag that has uh, like yeah. you know unlimited space in it. So he there just like is. reaches mm-hmm. in and he's like, "Oh, found one." He goes, Mary, "Nope, that's a book." Crap. Mary Poppins. I call Mary Poppins. <laughs> exactly. Now that's that's a combo. Harry Potter meets Batman comic book. I want to read. There you go. <laughs> what do you think, Slade? Oh, I'm just looking here at some of the different uh, Batman weapons. There was the computerized batarang from Batman Returns. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The anti-penguin gas pills from the 60s Batman television series. Oh, uh, yeah. The slippery goo from Batman Forever video game. The Batmobile I key. I don't know what that does. It says it seems to be ever cited the wacky 1960s. Well, you know, we're forgetting about the ultimate gadget in Batman's arsenal, which is the car. I mean, the car was, you know, every very every incarnation had their own variants to their star power, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, the '60s was all as as much as it was cosmetic. They were actually functional. I think, with the exception of the, um, uh, like uh, where it, where it dropped down and it like did a 180, like in the middle of the road. I mean, that was like like visual effects incorporated with that, but. You know, like the bat, the 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 battering ram ram in front of the car, the, the uh, oil the, slick, the, all that stuff. All that stuff was very. It was all functional. Like I said, with the exception of one or two things. I mean, you get to the movies, and there's a lot of uh, of special effects that's involved with that. But anyway, where I'm get where I'm driving at is the uh, <laughs> in no the pun intended. In, yeah, in the '89 Batman was like uh, when he basically threw the ultimate car alarm on there, like that thing, like turned yeah, into like looked like a tank. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mess with this. And then his machine guns pop out and kills everybody with the bombs and. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was, I think that was one of the best uh, scenes of that that movie where his car drives in and it, it shields up and then it just. Drops its hubcap, these little round bombs off, and just drives off in the, in the, in the, yeah. (laughs) That was pretty sweet. Now, when Batman designed his costumes, why do you think he designed the bat nipples? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I I have my theories on that. I have my theories is they uh, wanted to look more human. More brawny, more masculine. That's my only idea. He just got got tired of him poking out through the rubber. You know, (laughs) he had to make a space for him. Exactly. Yeah. So it's (laughs) it's 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 a coupler, basically. I I, I didn't think Bruce was actually going to try to answer that. (laughs) Well, you know, they wanted to make the costume more manly. I was trying to. I mean, if I, you know, he man. That was a good try, though. I appreciate that. (laughs) No. I tried to stand up for you, Batman, but I couldn't do it. That was the stupidest thing they added to that costume, was the bat nipples. It was terrible. 
So I guess what I'm getting out of this entire conversation is that you all don't think there's a secret cave of workers that have fixed the bat cave, built these weapons, and that he holds prisoner because he doesn't want his identity revealed to the public. Oh my god. I know Batman's bad, but damn. I just don't think he ever sleeps. I think he does it himself. He just never sleeps. Yeah. I don't know how he does. It's not like he has like that secret cave with the you know in Daredevil, the people who package the drugs that are blind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have uh, yeah. those. He doesn't have like a warehouse full of people that he made blind and mute so that they could make. That's actually him not a bad weapons. idea. What? See, see I, hiring I like, a bunch yeah. of blind mute people to <laughs> build your well. Weapons. See, like I, I think Chris Nolan because throughout all the films, he he based the source material off of like one or two comic book lines. And off Batman Begins, I mean the 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 most the one with the most influence was off of Year One, where he's actually trying to get to becoming Batman. And if you look at all the things, I mean everything that we just you know talked about, he with Alfred when he convinces Alfred to help him do this quest, then they start with the dummy corporations. Then he asks Lucius, "Hey, can I, you mind if I borrow my own stuff to try and do my own spelunking and base jumping and stuff like that?" And then even like when they get the cow right, they're they're throwing in the the calm inside the you know the ear so he can listen in and, and stuff. So yeah, I think I think that movie kind of got it right to where it yeah where do you where does he get these toys? Well, he gets help from you know all these all these sources. So you you think that he does probably have some confidants that won't reveal a secret that's willing to help him. Team Batman, let's just say. Yeah, because I mean the, the the premise is is that Gotham City is a very very corrupt city. I mean, uh, even the the people in suits are two faced, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he knows that if he is basically proposing that, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Will you help me the silent way? Don't don't reveal anything. He probably and he probably, he probably pays him handsomely too. Yeah. <laughs> money will keep silence if you give him enough. Money mm-hmm. talks. Mm. Or doesn't. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. And on that note, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at info at templeofgeek.com. Also, why don't you head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show? Those ratings really help us out. Until next time, I'm Daniel. I'm Chelsea. I'm Rooster. Paul. I'm Katie. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.